What's good everyone? Welcome to the Send Dudes podcast. Today we were joined by Naman Bakshi, who is known on Twitter for his spiritual knowledge. In this episode, we talked about spirituality, yoga, meditation, consciousness, fasting and everything related along those lines. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'll see you again after this cool music. Welcome to the show Naman. Thanks for coming here. Thank you so much brother. Yeah, all right. So today we are going to talk a lot about spirituality, yoga and meditation. So I want to start with spirituality. So at which point everybody's spiritual journey starts, Naman? What do you think? So according to me, I feel that when you try to find happiness externally and no amount of thing can, you know, give you that lasting happiness, then you realize that it must be found within. so that's where spirituality starts also for some people or i'll say most of people it starts after a trauma okay and uh, to what extent it helps you go ahead in life like spirituality is necessary to what extent uh, so that you will have to succeed you will succeed in life with spirituality okay so when you are into spirituality the first or the few first of few things which you learn is that you'll always have to stay in the present moment and like when you are in the present moment you'll have tremendous clarity and if okay. you have clarity i believe that you can achieve anything yeah can you tell us something about your own spiritual journey okay so for me it was like i was like always a very bright mm-hmm. student in academics and i was good in sports too but then you know i got some pretty good marks in my class 12th gen i went to the college and later i realized that the college was not the thing for me i opted for physics so physics was pretty tough but it wasn't so good for me then you know mm-hmm. if you don't like a thing and you have to go to it, uh, to your college daily it it was just too hard for me and then i realized that you know uh, what i the clarity which i got that it is that was mm-hmm. physics is not for me so i asked then then what what will you do then you know there is like existential crisis when you come from middle class family you don't know what you are going to do in life and you know you don't have any yeah financial insurance kind of thing then meditation happened to me i just started meditating randomly just closing my eyes and stating and i, I used to go bonkers you know just very negative thoughts used to arise in my mind and then i entered into spirituality and my life changed after that you see you went from uh, being a normal person to a spiritual person now right now you are a spiritual person so what are the traits you developed in general and uh, what are the general traits of a spiritual person okay so i'll be brutally honest earlier when you know someone was going was doing good i used to feel jealous i used to envy them but now i i genuinely feel very happy for them so i think some basic spiritual traits for a spiritual person is like he is full of gratitude you know you cannot have everything you want in your life but if you are grateful for what you have you will be happy and when i talk about happiness spirituality gives you everlasting happiness and ever increasing it doesn't in- decrease for like it's like if it's if someone gives you a gold ring you will be very happy 
and the next day you will be a bit less happy and then that the slope of happiness decreases but in spirituality it uh, the happiness increases secondly a uh, spiritual person is more empathetic towards other he feels for others and yeah so, and also he is fearless i mean if you know that essentially the nature of your existence is pure spirit or pure awareness or pure consciousness then you need not to fear of anything right and then also a spiritual person is practically optimistic the keyword here is practical he is not like he is not like sab theek ho jayega everything will go in my favor he'll he'll you know he'll know that everything is not in our control the thing which is in our control is our emotions and how we can react to the circumstances so yeah he is very practically optimistic okay that's a great answer well before we dig much deeper into spirituality and its application how would you describe spirituality at first place mm-hmm. uh okay so you know the essence of our true nature is spirit so basically our body is made up of matter but what's inside is pure awareness so like when you close your eyes so you control your body or your body controls you so we know that we control our body so it means like we are not the body we are much more than that and when you are trying to meditate thoughts come to your mind and and secondly you can control your thoughts too so you are not even your thoughts you are much more than that you can control your breath so you are much greater than breath you can control your intellect you can think you are much more than your intellect and mind so what are you you are pure awareness or pure consciousness so the spirituality means to realize that you are pure consciousness or there is one pure intelligence which we call as spirit and we are his children we are soul so spirituality is all about realizing that the basis of everything is spirit yeah this is very true that you are not your mind you are not your body you are much deeper than that it goes towards the concept of awareness consciousness there is this concept of uh, you know layers koshas of your body you must have heard about this annamaya kosha pranamaya kosha vignanamaya kosha anandamaya kosha hmm hmm ha so basically there are like five koshas in english we call them shits so it's like you can call it like you have five boxes right and in the last box there is your soul so the outermost box is annamaya kosh annamaya kosh is like life energy like you have not not even life energy it's matter annamaya kosha is your physical body yeah so matter it's like matter so the <coughs> so in in a stone only the annamaya kosha is unlocked there is only matter and then we unlock the second layer which is pranamaya kosha pranamaya kosha is like energy so in plants plant is a matter and it has energy it has life in it and then when we unlock the next shit the next shit is manomaya kosha or the mind then you know the animals other animals they have unlocked their manomaya kosha they feel urge to eat they have an urge to procreate but they can't think critically they can't just pray to god they can't meditate and then in humans 
the Jananmay Kosha is unlocked. So Jananmay Kosha is intellect, ability to think. So then humans are different from animals. That that is why we are the highest life form in on earth. And then after that we have what do we have then? Ha. Then we have Anandmay Kosha. Anandmay Kosha is pure bliss. So what we call is Superman or Divine Man, like spiritual masters, enlightened masters. They have unlocked the Anandmay Kosha. So within that is our soul. So that's the yogic concept. from ancient india yeah there's this uh, analogy that you can understand the concepts of the first three layers anandamaya kosha manomaya kosha and pranamaya kosha you can compare this to you know bulb and electricity so first off when you switch on a bulb mm, the light true. the light that you get you can see the light uh, it is manomaya kosha you can see it well yeah. then there's bulb you can touch it that's the pranamaya kosha then there's electricity that is you know powering both of them but neither can you see it nor can you touch it well you can touch it but not recommended so this is the pranamaya kosha so yeah it's a great analogy beautiful yeah i wanted to ask you one uh, like you you told us the stages of uh, unlocking yourself your spiritual self so i have seen many people they are they call themselves spiritual but uh, they are less aggressive in their life mm. so they kind they are kind of coping with their shortcomings by t- labeling themselves as a spiritual person so why does this happen what do you think uh, i mean a true spiritual person is very honest with himself so you know you can't just you know you can't just give excuses for your shortcomings i feel if you are spiritual then you are actively calm and calmly active it's like you have full control on yourself and talking about aggression i have never seen someone with aggression doing good in the long run so if you are a yogi if you are a spiritual person you will learn to go out of control but in control so if you are you like you are driving in you know you are running too faster but then deep down in your heart you have peace so yeah i feel that like that they are using it spirituality as a reason to escape and you know they are just giving reasons for their inactivity i feel doing doing something negative is much greater than not doing anything because inactivity is paralysis yeah well we just touched inactivity and uh, to counter that <laughs> Yeah, Indian ancient Indians have had this thing called yoga. Would you like to touch on this? What is okay. yoga? <laughs> okay, so basically, yoga has come from the Sanskrit root called yuch. So yoga is like union. You know, in in Hindi we call it like do the yoga of one and two. It's like adding one and two. It's like uniting them. so yoga is yoga essentially essentially means to unite your soul with the spirit and also in indian philosophy there are six systems of philosophy and there there are like main three first is sankhya sankhya for like if i'm explaining it to a 5 year old child i'll say like sankhya is why to know god why to pray to him you know it answers us the why thing and then there is vedanta vedanta is like 
वेदों का अंत वेद लाइक एंड ऑफ द ट्रूथ वॉट वी गेट इज वेदांता एंड द मिडल वन योगा इज लाइक हाउ टू गेट गॉड और हाउ टू रीच सेल्फ रियलाइजेशन और हाउ टू रीच द स्पिरिट सो एसेंशियली योगा इज अ साइंस थ्रू विच यू कैन एक्चुअली कम्यून विद द स्पिरिट ओके सो मेनी पीपल डू योगा बट देनलॉक देअर स्पिरिचुअल सेल्फ properly or to the full extent so what can you tell these people so that they can unlock their spiritual self by doing yoga and some kind of meditation along with this stuff what kind of basic yogas are there that you will recommend ha so firstly i'll say that uh, for people saying like we do yoga i feel that you can't do yoga you know yoga is a state of being for example if i have my laptop in front of me i'll see it as a laptop not a black laptop and having hp written on it or mac written on it or something it is not very big or small i'll just see it as a laptop seeing things as it is it is a state of being and for those who i know you're talking about like many westerners have just taken that postures form from here and they name it as yoga like doing some a uh, very complex postures for prolonged period of time yes it is also yoga but it is a form of yoga it is not yoga as a whole these are called asanas and basically they are a uh, form of hatha yoga and there are essentially four forms of yoga so the first form is like bhakti yoga bhakti is true devotion pray loving loving everyone loving god without any expectations that is bhakti yoga the second is janan yog or gyan yog yog is like to commune with the spirit through intellectual knowledge to through intellectual study of scriptures upanishads and bhagavad gita or anything then third is karma yoga karma yoga is communing with god through right actions actions like to serve your brothers and sisters to serve the community and doing every action without any expectations of the result that is true karma yoga and then there is raj yoga or the royal science of yoga the highest form of yoga that that is also called ashtanga yoga because it has eight limbs it is a very scientific set of techniques through which you can meditate and know god through intuition okay and naman your bio says you are a kriya yogi can you elaborate on that yeah sure sure, sure. so basically kriya yogi kriya yoga is also a form of raj yoga and kriya kriya yoga kriya comes from the root word kri kri means to do and yoga means to commune so if we'll just simplify it it means like uniting with the spirit through some sacrificial rites or actions so basically in kriya yoga it is also it as i said it is raj yoga in kriya yoga it, it is a kriya is the scientific breathing technique so in you breathe in a certain pattern and while you breathe in a certain pattern the blood the carbon present carbon dioxide present in the blood gets decarbonized and then you get extra oxygen and then that extra oxygen gets transmuted into prana or life energy which which like is a nutrition for your spinal centers and the brain so basically in simple terms we say like we have a five senses right so 
we can think of our senses as telephone cables and through correct breathing technique we can temporarily disable that uh, that five senses and if you know if we are not getting too much into senses then we are having a time to look inwards without any distractions so it helps us to get rid of distractions while by just getting our heart rate down mm-hmm. and after practicing kriya the breathing technique we meditate all right well you have also men- you also mentioned about heart heart rate breathing rate these definitely have enormous health benefits would you like to list some of them out what are the health benefits the long term benefits health longevity after doing yoga absolutely so you know our breath is the cord which ties our soul to the body when we talk in terms of mathematics the tortoise uh, when we talk about tortoise it breathes much lesser than what we breathe in a minute and science says i'm not saying it the science says that you know we have seen tortoise living more than 150 years and 200 years so it's like if you are breathing very deeply you are you know i guess around 7 there is a less a uh, lesser risk of heart attacks and you know for a, an extent of about 75% you increase the you decrease the risk of heart attack and then you know okay so when less blood is flowing through your body it gives a certain kind of rest to your heart and to your lungs because heart your heart is uh, like 24/7 working out for you when you take when you do some fast and kind of thing then you give still you uh, try to give a break to your stomachs but you can't give give breaks to your heart but then you do when you do like breathing techniques you give a little bit of rest to your heart so it's it helps in longevity of your life yeah this analogy is pretty much perfect you can observe it every everywhere that the animals whose uh, you know heartbeat and the breathing rate is low they live way longer than those whose breathing rate is high so yeah that does make sense that yoga Absolutely. makes you slow your breath so this definitely helps in health longevity well naman a lot of, a lot of your concepts which you have said they align with certain spiritual mm-hmm. leader do you have any spiritual master yeah so uh, i have parmahansa yogananda as my spiritual master mm-hmm. the author of autobiography of a yogi absolutely okay so so he he himself established an organization called yss like it's called yogda satsang society of india in india and outside india it is called self realization fellowship so they try to impart the secret kriya technique which is passed okay. down from the ages now uh, coming to the very interesting term Uh, which is consciousness we just uh, discussed on the spirituality and mm-hmm. yoga so it helps us become conscious yeah mm-hmm. so according to you what is consciousness and uh, how can we mm-hmm. maximize our consciousness so first of all uh, can you tell us your opinion about being a conscious person ha uh, so being a conscious person is like being aware of uh, you, you know doing anything you are doing like just witness just witnessing what is happening so there is a very famous story in india there was a king janaka 
you know and he was a king he was a king and he was a rajarishi which means royal sage he was a sage as well as a king so once he was like sleeping on his bed and he dreamt as if he was a beggar he started crying and you know he get very anxious he got up he got up and her wife his wife asked what happened then he told her that you know i dreamt as if i am i was a beggar then after few days he started thinking if that dream was real or if he is really a king or a beggar then he went to his guru his spiritual master then the master told that the state in which you were dreaming was not real and not even that you are a king then he asked then what is real he said that you noticed that there was a witness who was watching the dream and there is a witness who is you know watching a king that witness or pure awareness or pure consciousness is your true, true nature so that 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 thing you know which is constantly watching is your true nature when you are talking to me i am talking to you you are constantly you know you are listening to me but you know that some your body is listening to me not you you are just witnessing and when you sleep then also you witness your dream but then but when in you are in a deep deep sleep state deep sleep there is no you know there are no dreams then you are to your closest then that witness is to its closest so then you might have realized that when you don't get any dreams or you know when you wake up the next morning you feel very energized and fresh okay yeah definitely like uh, being conscious uh, is to being connected with the nature and seeing the nature environment around you as it is exactly as it is you don't have to have any uh, biases and prejudices and preconceived notions about it but on the other hand also we preach detachment Absolutely. in the spirituality like many spiritual people preach uh, detachment being detached from the things and as we are saying right now that consciousness uh, mm-hmm. makes you attached or more connected with the nature to see as it is so how do you balance this detachment as and mm-hmm. attachment also so so attachment deta- term detachment is very you know very misunderstood among the masses detachment is like people feel that detachment means to be less involved in your things but it's quite the opposite it means if you are talking to me you are fully involved in talking with me but you are still detached to the outcome you still know that you are essentially a spirit but you are giving a 100% so it's like if you are a, if you are a football player you know everyone wants to win okay okay but you're not just thinking too much about the outcome you are playing football to the fullest but you know when the match is over if you no matter if you won or lost you'll just be happy and come back to your normal life and go on that is detachment it's like doing doing your work with full concentration but deep down in your mind knowing that you know life is much more than doing these things you are much more than your body so what i do is like whenever i get a little bit of time and here and there i try to get aware of my breath i try to you know uh, keep remind me reminding me that i'm not the body i'm not even the mind so it kind of helps yeah this meditation is very similar to isha kriya 
there it's a stage okay. where you have to remind yourself i am not the body with every inhale and i am not even the mind with every exhale i'll link the shakriyas guided meditation in the description so well naman for someone who wants to get into yoga but doesn't know where to start what is your guidance to him okay so i'll tell him to first increase his concentration so how can he is increase in how can he increase in concentration is by sitting in a correct posture not you know comfortable posture doesn't mean you have to sit cross legged only if you have stiff legs try to sit on a chair sit in a comfortable posture keep your spine erect close your eyes and just be aware of your breath everything else will turn out fine you know if if you are constantly aware of your breath it will increase your concentration too and then eventually you are it is the simplest meditation but it's very effective yeah definitely uh, one more thing that uh, novel on our twitter platform he preaches like sitting still do not even concentrating on your breath not concentrating on anything just being still just being like a statue so which one is better concentrating on your breath or concent- not concentrating on anything and observing everything first of all novel is a beautiful person personality i am mm-hmm. not against him but you know if you are a beginner yeah it's very difficult for you to just sit and observe your thoughts because you know you don't know how your mind functions you can yeah. get too engrossed in your thoughts it's yeah. like you are sitting and certainly you had a breakup and uh, you know <laughs> you you start thinking about that girl and you'll go into a automation mode you'll start overthinking you yeah, start yeah. feeling sad sure it, it can trigger your hidden emotions so then then it it will be like then you if, so basically you are sitting and you'll just observing your thoughts and then it will turn to a competition like i don't have to think about her mm-hmm. so then it gets very dirty thing okay so i'll so in the basic the sages in india always prefer to have an object of meditation it can be anything you might be uh, uh, just looking at the wall okay if you start thinking just go back to the wall or i feel the breath is the best thing to observe yeah definitely yeah naman velav well, read a lot about the spiritual benefits of fasting what is the relation between oh. eating food not eating food and your spiritual development ha huh. okay so the first thing is a fit body is very essential for your spirituality you know if you are ill you can't meditate properly secondly uh, there are like we categorize food into three divisions so satvik tamasik and rajasik so when i when i say it in english there is like positive pranic food then there is negative pranic food and there is neutral food so example is fruits are positive pranic they give you high energy and then there is negative pranic like coffee and you know meat alcohol and then there is neutral like uh, potatoes they give you lethargy so when you fast you try to give your digestive system a rest and also like whenever mm-hmm. you are meditating right if you meditate right after your dinner it is very difficult because you know then energy gets divided then it it makes it difficult when when you are meditating 
your body is automatically given a rest and so the digestive system gets very disturbed secondly when we eat a lot of grains and meats there are toxins which are created in our body so when we fast we try to detoxify our bodies and also it is said that you know if you are having a fast you will have increase amount of energies and it will make it easier to meditate and the, so basically the energy start going up towards the spine and it helps yeah so that's pretty much what about fasting yes that is very true basically digestion is the most energy consuming process in your entire body in your entire life also when you are sick your body uh, you know it doesn't want food to enter in its track but uh, indian parents they force you to eat something when you have a fever all this is very wrong absolutely if you are sick absolutely you shouldn't eat anything because that is where your energy is getting concentrated in healing yourself if you are eating you are letting digestion consume a lot of energy and it will delay your healing so yeah this was an excellent point also just like you said yes. if you try to practice meditation right after dinner it's hard to focus because your energy is draining to uh, towards your stomach and yeah and, and when you are just meditating right after your dinner you'll there is a very high tendency that you'll fall asleep because there is you know the energy is going towards the stomach and this there lethargy. will be less oxygen going to yeah there will be less oxygen going to your brain when you sleep right after a heavy dinner it's hard to wake up with high energy ha uh, absolutely that's why that's why we were we in india we the yogis eat just before sunset sunset right it also give, because if you just you know you are sleeping right after having a dinner and throughout the night your body will be busy digesting the food instead of repairing the broken tissues exactly keep this general rule in mind that you should eat only when the sun is out this is the easiest way to align your clock with mm. nature absolutely and also also if you if you, if you you are if you are sleeping try to sleep on the left side Mm-hmm. because it helps a lot in digestion all right we just talked about yoga and uh, i wanted to ask some basic uh, yogas that you do and you will recommend to any beginner like these are the 5 uh, to 6 yogas that you can do daily as a beginner so what are those yogas honestly if i have to advise a beginner i mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter if you are a beginner or advanced you'll have to do all the yogas okay right so i'll just help you with an example if you, like you are using twitter right so if you are tweeting the stuff you're tweeting bad stuff just to gain some followers like drink water and stuff then mm-hmm. it's not good for you if you are tweeting genuine stuff then you are doing karma yeah. yoga you are, you're ha- helping your community right and then when you read something uplifting hmm for let's say if you are researching for your twitter thing but you are reading something very productive and uplifting for the society or which is taking you closer to you know a uh, higher consciousness then you are doing janan yoga like you are doing something great intellectual thing hmm? and then you are like con- throughout the day deep down in your heart you know that there is a higher power and you love them unconditionally you are doing bhakti yoga that is devotion and after make, waking up and right before sleeping you try to meditate then you are doing raj yoga so you have to in, you have to create a system so that you inculcate all types you know if you are if you are hungry very hungry 
you will eat every kind of food. Mm-hmm. So if you are hungry for spiritual process, you will do every practice which is out there. Okay. And which has been tested by centuries. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but, uh, so, but if you want to learn meditation, I can just, you know, tell you very basic but very effective thing. Mm-hmm. So, in the Raja Yoga, there is like, first two limbs are Yama and Niyamas. So, there are moral and ethic values, which every religion teaches you. Every religion teaches their thing. The next thing is Asana. Asana is posture. So, what you can do is, before meditating, you can do some general stretches and sit in a comfortable posture with spine erect, chin parallel to the ground and your hands comfortably seated on your laps. Then comes Pranayam, the breathing. So, I'll give a very good breathing technique to you. It is called 6-6-6 breathing. So, the ratio of inhalation, holding the breath and exhaling is 6-6-6 or it can be 8-8-8. Or it can be 10, 10, 10. It's, it's up to you. So, for example, you have to inhale to the count of 6. Like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. You are inhaling through nose. And then you have to hold it for a count of 6. Like 1, 2, 3, 5, 6. And then you have to exhale through your mouth. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So, inhalation, holding the breath and exhalation. Count should be same. Try doing this. 6 to 12 times you will see that all your restlessness will be gone so after after pranayam then comes an interiorized state which is called pratyahara so it's like looking within so while you will observe that if you do this technique for like 6 to 12 times you will instantly notice that uh, your mind will become calmer your heart rate will certainly go down you mm-hmm. feel more calmer. Then you'll automatically, if your eyes are closed, you'll enter an interiorized state. Yeah. And then comes dharana. Dharana is concentration. So people generally say that I meditate, I meditate. You can't meditate. Meditation is a state. But you can concentrate. Okay. So what you can do is you start, you slightly raise your chin upwards so that the concentration is naturally between your eyebrows. Okay. So you just gently concentrate there. Don't think about anything. Just concentrate. And after doing it for like till then you are comfortable. Mm-hmm. Then then after right after it meditate. So meditate is meditating is continuous flow of a holy thought. That holy okay. thought can be universe. It can be Lord Shiva. It can be Jesus. It can be Allah. It can be anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it can be an an uninterrupted state, then you can reach the further higher states, which are Samadhi, which is Samadhi. Mm-hmm. Samadhi is absolute union with that thought. Okay. Okay. And Naman, what's your opinion on religion? Hmm. So, basically, the main aim of religion, main aim of religion is to get rid from threefold suffering. So, what is threefold suffering? Physical, mental and spiritual. The main aim of main aim is that to get rid of threefold suffering and secondly give you everlasting happiness or peace. If certain religion can't give you that, it means that religion is wrong. Okay. That's it. And when we talk about Hinduism, I don't feel that it is dif- different from spirituality. I feel 
स्पिरिचुअलिटी इज बॉर्न फ्रॉम हिंदुज्म और द सनातन धर्म लाइक एवरी रिचुअल यू डू देर इज अ डीपर स्पिरिचुअल मीनिंग इन इट सो या डेफिनेटली and uh, naman uh, i just seen your uh, twitter profile and you got a pretty good following 1000 plus followers so what is your goal on twitter why are you active on twitter what is your goal yeah, so when i started using twitter it was all about, so basically i went deep in deep inside you know spirituality for a couple mm-hmm. of years so i had something to share with others because i personally get got out of depression and anxiety mm-hmm. jealousy greed yeah anger so i have a somewhat experienced bit of that bliss and peace so i wanted to share authentic knowledge but when i you know started using twitter i saw that spirituality was all about like healing self love only only self love mm-hmm. creating boundaries so i thought that something is missing out there yeah spirituality is selfless if you heal you want you should heal others you know i was constantly seeing tweets like create healthy boundaries and create boundaries protect your vibes and things and all yeah but spirituality yeah. is like making your vibes so warm that you can heal others yeah true it's like if you are just protecting your energy you are protecting your energy you are just you know limiting your consciousness but when you help others when you care for others you are expanding your consciousness yeah definitely yeah, people on twitter have a very individualistic perspective towards spirituality it's on, on it's on a very micro scale like you know help yourself improve yourself mm. but spirituality is all about inclusiveness you are responsible for everything you yes, are absolutely. everything everything is you you are everything ha ah, beautiful that was that was the thing i started using twitter Okay. Mm-hmm. The basic example I can give is like uh, you have some shlokas or mantras and you are chanting them in your mind. But if you if you chant them in the public with a loud or a better voice, you have ability to affect people. And if a number of people start chanting the same shloka or mantra mantra with you, uh, the whole vibe is very wholesome and very divine. So I agree with you, Naman, that. Uh, spirituality shouldn't be individualistic it should be more inclusive absolutely it's you know when i was a kid <laughs> when i was a kid you, people my relatives used to ask me like uh, do you love your mother more or do you love your father more mm-hmm. you know every kid has, <laughs> have been asked this question but later i realized that love is not exclusive you can love everyone equally love is all inclusive yeah caring for others inclusive definitely very true so that's the thing So well yeah Naman this is the end of the episode thanks for giving us your time British sure there were a lot of insightful things that you've said thank you for coming thank you so much for having me here. i appreciate a lot thank you Naman it was a very beautiful episode i will uh, really recommend many of my friends to listen to it thanks a lot